sometime in March, uh, after basic training in AIT, we got orders to that we were going to be deployed to Iraq. I had a little girl that was on the way. She was actually born April 23rd of 2004. And from that, from the very moment she was born, I knew something was wrong. Uh, she was like a pale blue, and her cry was real faint. Um, anyway, <clears throat> it's a little difficult for me to talk about that part. Uh, anyway, the only, the only person, only time we got to hold her was two weeks later on May 7th, 2004, I'm sorry. And she passed away in her arms. She was at the hospital the whole time on an ECMO machine, which is a heart and lung bypass machine. Um, anyway, I was, at that time, I was already starting to be deployed. I was already doing classes and stuff like that to get ready to go. Well, at that moment, <clears throat> the military, they gave me 60 days to grieve before uh, I was stepping foot, which was going to be my 21st birthday in Iraq, like just a couple days prior. And uh, I remember first gunfight we got into, it was like, this, this is going to be it. Like, I didn't care. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm ready. Man, I was, I was careless. I was quite careless over there. Um, I didn't get nobody hurt or killed on, ours, on our side. But, man, I signed up for absolutely everything I could, whether it was convoys, you know, QRF, Quick Response Force. Uh, I loved it, you know what I'm saying, and I don't know, I just wanted to, to feel that, you know, the power behind it all, and, man, it was, it was exciting, but at the same time, like, I was, I was going through a lot, so I didn't want to live anymore because of losing my daughter, well, I get back, uh, they tell us we're going home about nine and a half ten months later 2000 i got back march 16th so i think it's about nine months uh 2005 uh <clears throat> man and i had a lot a lot of a lot of guilt and anger from making it back when a lot of my friends didn't and just seeing just seeing some of the stuff that i saw over there like it was really weighing on me. So I started self-medicating just a little bit here and there. Uh, and then nine months after I returned home from Iraq, my sister, whom I grew up with, she was only 16 years old, goes into the hospital uh, for a urinary tract infection. And then two weeks later, like she she passes away too, like right in front of us. And that that was 100% the turning point. Like, I went back home, and, man, I, I was, you know, balls to the wall, ready for drugs. I'm saying I didn't want to feel any, anything anymore at that point. So I started dealing drugs and using heavily. Um, it wasn't until a few years into it that I turned to IV drug use. And even then, it, I guess it, I thought I had it under control, of course, obviously. But uh, I did that for about a year or two. And then uh, 
I just had enough of that because um, it, it wasn't helping anymore either. But, of course, the drugs still had me. Had me. But uh, I guess at the worst part of my drugs, drug use was, man, I'd sit in my back room with uh, one of my daughters and not with her in the back room, but while she was at the house uh, with with her mom in another room, I'd go to the other room, do my drugs, and then just sit there for hours, man, cutting myself and just literally hitting myself with my fists and anything that was sitting around, whether it was candle holders, like, you know, a baseball bat, it didn't matter. Uh, I'd give myself black eyes, goose eggs on my head, uh, split my head open, a couple times uh, where I needed some super glue or something to <laughs> stop the bleeding and stuff. Um, and I guess a, a lot of it stemmed too from my childhood as well. I had a pretty rough, like I was, <clears throat> I was sexually abused and physically abused by somebody who was supposed to be a role model. Uh, it was my stepdad at the time. And I don't know, it's even today, I, it, it's really hard to let go of that, which I know I'm supposed to, but I still hold on to it a little bit. And, but man, I've had so many attempts with suicide. Like I've put a gun to my head and pulled the trigger and the bullet didn't go off. And then later on I shot the same bullet, which... That's not, that don't happen. You know that's what I'm saying? Right. That That's 100% God. Like, I've tried to hang myself and the rope broke. Like, I've got scars on my wrist where I tried to cut myself. Uh, my last attempt, I took 48 sleeping pills, and that's the one that almost got me. It uh, They had to shot me back to life three times. And, man, I don't. I don't really know how to explain it, but when I when I woke up that last time, it, it's it was a weird, weird feeling. Like everything, it just seemed like more vivid. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, everything was was brighter. Like I, it was like I could smell better, and just like my eyesight seemed to be better. It was like just a whole bunch of weight had lifted off of me. And I don't I don't know how to explain it, like I said, but man, it's just I've God he uh he he grabbed me out of out of the gates of hell, I know, because man, I I hated life and everything and now I'm almost four years clean. December twelfth will be four years. Right. Yes, sir. And um I'm up actually a suicide prevention first responder for We Are the 22, which is a veteran in crisis organization. And that organization has helped me tremendously. Just in the three years that I've been in it, it's a 100% turnaround. And I'm actually doing peer recovery, taking some classes for that. I still deal with suicidal thoughts, of course. Um, and whether I feel worthy or not, you know what I'm saying? Because I am still here and like so many people have lost their lives, whether it's to addiction or 
my family members, I've dealt with a couple in the last few months that that have really hurt. Uh, I lost my brother, my baby brother, like three, four months ago. And then just a month and a couple weeks ago, I lost uh, my cousin, which he was only a year older than me. Uh, in a motorcycle wreck and we grew up as brothers yeah and and man i'm i'm struggling a little bit with uh with with faith you know what i'm saying which i i 100% believe in jesus but of course i mean i still i don't know it's just why am i here you know what i'm saying and and I believe a lot of it is because of the strength that I have and my addiction and possibly just, man, if I can reach one person, you know what I'm saying, then then I know I did something. And that's, that's what I'm trying to do. I want to further my education in the peer recovery even further. And I want to continue to help people for as long as I can because it's not mine to keep. Because otherwise, what am I doing with it? If I'm letting myself stay clean and I'm not out here helping anybody else, that's kind of selfish. So, so that's uh, <clears throat> yeah, that's pretty much the gist of everything. I'm gonna tell you something. You couldn't get better than that, Clint, <laughs> dude. I'm telling you. I mean, are you kidding me? That is so powerful. Dude, you have no idea, man. Listen, seriously. Golly. What? That is... I didn't have to say a word. I mean, that is absolutely incredible. What a story, man. Thank you. And, and you know what? You're making a difference. I mean, I sit there. I'm trying not to just break. I'm a crier. I can't help it. That's just how it is. But, but to hear your story and, and, and the way you should... Man, that is powerful. That's, Thank that you. is perfect. That is absolutely perfect, man. And I promise you right now, I was sitting there thinking, 